The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi, I'm Amber. And I'm Jessie. And this is Glowing in Tech. Sponsored by Makers. Today, we have the wonderful Michaela joining us. Michaela, would you like to give yourself a little bit of an introduction? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I'm Michaela. I'm a software engineer. I work at a cybersecurity startup. Um, and yeah, I'm a career switcher. So yeah, I've switched my career in 2020 and I've not looked back since. Love that. We absolutely love to see it. So fun fact, we all did the same boot camp together nearly three, no, two, two years ago. ago. <laughs> uh, no it, it yeah two years ago because yeah. it was 2021 yeah now yes. 2023 um and we all went our separate ways and we now all work together at the same startup so we'll be getting into that but also i wanted to touch on the fact that not only are you a career switcher but you also teach people who are trying to career switch how is that yeah it's uh it's it's really good there's like i started doing it i think in my uh starting from my first role and it's definitely like gotten better and better like oh, I love that yeah I've like learned a lot from it it was definitely challenging because I was like oh no do I actually know what I'm teaching <laughs> about? Mm -hmm. I should you know I should like look into this further yeah. so it was like a really good push for me to like find out a bit more about a specific subject or just be better at being fluent with um talking about technologies or yeah. talking about some uh specific like um yeah, a specific, you know, tool. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So how did you get that teaching gig and what do you teach? Yeah, so the first um, teaching gig actually was with uh, Code First Girls, so which I, I had already done their boot camp before. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just I got in touch and I volunteered. I think mm. I think they were looking for volunteers. I think they're always looking for volunteers. They would always could have teachers, right? Um, so yeah, I looked it up. I went for it. Um, yeah, just volunteered, I think, for their HTML um, and CSS. Um, the Introduction to World Development course. That's the one, that's the one. Um, so yeah, I started with that and, you know, that that's quite straightforward. Although there were still moments where I did, you know, find out like, oh, there's a few other things you could do with HTML, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's the questions, the questions the students give you and you're like, wow. <laughs> oh, my. But it was, it was really good because um, actually, I would just be really honest. I'll be like, oh, I actually don't know about this, but you know what? Let's just look it up together and yeah, I'll just exactly. open a tab and be like, yeah, let's find out. And that actually taught them how, you know, it's totally possible to be in the tech industry, yeah. not know everything, but you just need the skills to, I think, look it up. And we can do that together. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then you went on to do another oh, yeah. teaching gig. <laughs> I forget about this. Uh, yeah. The other teaching gig, which I was like super excited about because I, I thought it would be definitely a challenge was to teach React. So yeah. that would be that's modern web development. I think that was the course. And that was with Coding Black Females, which I was obviously super excited about. Um, so, yeah, I went on to teach uh, React. And that was that was really cool because as I mean, we at Abba know, React is definitely a challenge. It's so hard. And you think you know everything. And you're like, yeah, use effect, everything is all good. And then you're like, what does it actually do? And then, you know, behind, you know, behind, behind the scenes. scenes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, under yeah. the 
Yeah, that that was uh, definitely a challenge, but it was really good. And actually, after teaching that course, I feel like I I know more. Like I yeah. know more about the theory. And obviously, as you know, I didn't. I don't have a traditional CS yeah. uh, background. Like yeah. I don't have a degree in that. So uh, this was a good time for me to you know read more and actually challenge myself a bit more again with those questions mm. that the students kept asking. Um, so that was. And solving other students' bugs, right? Like when people come, like when they come to you with a problem, and you're like, okay, like I should like be able to answer this. Or as you were saying, that like, if they come to you with a bug that you don't quite understand, like on the fly, it's about showing them how they're able to Google for their own answers and helping them to actually problem solve, which is which is amazing. But yeah. we will be going on to a segment before we delve into Makala's journey some more. And what will that segment be, Jesse? It is the Industry Insight in Five. So, Michaela, could you tell us a little bit about this industry and um, why you find it interesting? Yes. If um, you do. So if you do. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do. Um, so, yeah, I work, you know, in cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Same with you guys. Um, but it's... Um, it's quite interesting because we focus mostly on the human aspect of cybersecurity mm-hmm. um, and it's really cool. And what that actually means is that you're looking at the human behaviors um, and seeing how human behaviors uh, can bring secure cybersecurity risks. Yeah. Um, and obviously, when you know the human behaviors that are actually going to be bringing you risk, you um, you you know, you're able to mitigate it, you're able to analyze it and then see see how you can yeah how you can possibly like prevent those um and it's really cool because you you end you end up working with behavior and behavior analysts yes uh and you get to read a lot about like how how people how people put themselves at risk and quite a lot of them like i can tell you now i definitely do not know a lot like there is a lot out there to Mm. read you know yeah there is the technology side but there's also the human behavior side so it is definitely super super wide so you joined CyberSafe as a front-end engineer or was it a full stack role oh yes um so super interesting i obviously in our boot camp we 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 did uh python so we were quite focused on that right yeah but i i as you all know i'm a javascript girl from before um so i i was quite interested in front-end but I was also quite interested to, you know, to explore uh, backend and mm-hmm. especially because I knew that, you know, we had um, we had Python in our tech stack. Yeah. I was quite interested in it and I wanted to explore it. So, yeah, I did start off working on front end um, and that was that was super, super great. But now I'm actually exploring um, backend as well. So yeah, she's a full stack. Babe. She's a full snack. Babe. <laughs> that is what she's doing. She's doing up front end. She's doing up back end. And we absolutely love to see it. And the hard stuff, too. You work on the integrations team. So, like, it's not easy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> can I... you think, yeah. Can you walk us through, like, a, like projects that you can expect, like, um, especially in cybersecurity? Because we're not necessarily, like, cybersecurity engineers we're still software engineers yeah. but yes. for a cybersecurity startup i think that that's something at least the questions that i get yes like oh what cybersecurity stuff do you do and i'm like oh wasp yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. do i girl anyway but like can you talk us through like what it's like to work as a software in the context of being a software engineer at a cybersecurity startup so a lot of the times i think so we, we spend a lot of time analyzing um human behavior so mm-hmm. we track human behaviors and then of course well, currently, that's actually what I'm working on in the back end right now is analyzing um, the data that we get back yeah. um, and then feeding that into a behavior uh, engine. 
uh, yeah, a behavior engine and then getting a risk uh, score. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yes, it's it's very interesting working with different integrations because you you end up with different types of data, mm-hmm. different types of documentation, different mm-hmm. types of access. Uh, so yeah, it's it is very very tricky. Um, on the front end side, I think things that we all end up working on is um, I guess display of information. So yeah. we show. You know, we show a lot of our client customers, yeah, uh, reports, uh, make sure that they're actually readable for them. And then one very, very exciting thing for me, accessibility. Yeah. Yeah. Both of you <laughs> were on the accessibility squad when you joined. Yeah, and like exactly. you went and completely changed so much that made it accessible, like to a really, really high standard. Mm-hmm. Like I think you got one of the highest standards that yeah. an app can can meet. Um, yes. Do you want to talk about that? Ah, oh, yes. Um, I guess I should talk about how it kind of started. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, first of all, by the way, when I joined the company, I, in the interview, I was asked about accessibility and I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I know it's the thing and like, it's very much a thing, at least it, for me in my past work and stuff, like it's something I've always thought about and it was always part of my projects. Um, but in tech, I was like, yeah, an alt tag on an image. Yeah, sure. And that's it. Like I actually did not know anything mm-hmm. else, uh, but I knew that, yes, of course it's important. And I knew the reasons it was important. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. talked about that. Um, so yeah, it was actually in this first, this this is the first role I've actually thought about accessibility on day to day in tech. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so while developing. Um, so yeah, when I, when I had joined the company, we were, um, I think we had just had an accessibility audit. So that means that, you know, we, we found a few places where we could improve. So I was like, oh, perfect. This is a good time for me to learn. Yes. Pick up that ticket. Mm-hmm. The alt, uh, you know, adding the alt tags. I was like, yeah, totally. I could do that. Let's just start with that. And then all the other hard ones, I was like, okay, sure. I'll just pick this up and then call somebody and be like, hey, can you help me? Because I don't actually know yeah. how to do this. Mr. Robbins, shout out to you. <laughs> shout out Robbins. to you. Um, Mr. Morris, <laughs> you too. <laughs> I know you're listening. Shout out to you, Stu. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was a really, really good opportunity for me to learn. And I just picked up any old ticket. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna find out how to do it. And just go for it. Um, and I think on a couple of them, we've definitely paired on it, haven't we? Um, struggled through a few as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it was it was actually really, really good to to do that because I was like, okay, I don't want to do these fixes anymore. So how can we make sure that we don't, you know, we don't come back to this? Um, so I've definitely put it as part of my, like, when I check for PRs as well in, in front end, I'm like, oh, is this accessible? Can you tap through everything? Yeah. Is there an, is there an alt, like, um, you know, an area label on there? Are things is repeated? it translatable? Like, because yes. that's one thing that I learned. Like, I was like, okay, alt tags, bless. Like, uh, that's easy. But it's actually making it so that it's translatable. So, like, you know, sometimes an alt tag would be like mm. Jesse sitting in front of a mic. Yeah. But like, if they're reading it, if the the um, website's in Spanish, yes. they'd see uh, Jesse reading the mic rather than like it being translated. Yeah, it being translated okay. in Spanish. Okay. Yeah, so there there are like a lot of a lot of things to consider. Um I think that one I I, I don't think I considered it until we were talking about it and it was one of my tickets. Yeah. 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 And Amber was like, you need to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> and I I didn't want to because it was like, oh God, this is actually quite a lot of work. Um, but it was good. It was yeah, fun. you I mean you, you both really threw yourself in there and I think it's important, like the fact that you did that because it's scary, first of all, but also like you 
chose, I don't know if it was intentional, but you chose projects which gave you um, a really good exposure to a lot of the code base. Like you were yeah. diving in and out of different places, right? Which yeah. is something that can be hard when you're on board. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It's hard, but it has to be done, right? And it's just, it's about like, being able to read other people's code and make improvements. And so one thing that our CTO was talking about was leaving the code base in a better position than like when you found it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes like our task would be to make a certain bit accessible, but then like there are certain parts of this component that could be cleaned up mm -hmm. as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't sometimes just, just doing these tickets. It's also about like leaving this component in a better position than then you saw it in, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like sometimes you get PRs, it's like, I know you didn't write this, but this actually needs to change. Yeah. Um, which is really cool as well. Like, mm -hmm. so you, I think that one advice I'd give to, to people is like, you don't, you can also make changes to the yes. component. Like yes. if you see that certain things may be outdated or there's a better way to do it. Yeah, you can definitely make those changes. Yeah, for sure. I want to talk about the fact that you are actually learning new technologies when you joined. And I wanted the people to like get some advice on how it is because for example like we did python like and so to go to a role that for me like in my experience was doing javascript and react and then going to cybersafe and now doing typescript how did you find it going to a new organization and learning a new technology with a brand new code base and, like, <laughs> and also like all the other learning that you're doing like how did you find time for upskilling and just yeah. doing all the things oh yeah so as <laughs> I'll I'll say firstly firstly in the front end and then I'll also talk about the back end stuff. Yeah. Um so for the front end, I thought I thought it was fine. It was it was it was challenging, but I I I was like, oh okay, like I know React, so this should be okay. This should be a smooth transition to, you know, TypeScript within React. Mm -hmm. I thought that's fine. Um, but yeah, the, the things that I found challenging is the thing I spoke about. So that that was the accessibility stuff and just getting used to like some of the things that we've we've implemented. Yeah. Um and of course some of um some of the the tools and the third party like um i guess yeah they're they're a third party tool aren't they yeah. yeah uh tools that we have in the code base so just getting used to those as well um and getting used to i guess style of code i yeah because all code bases are quite opinionated right oh. there's like a dominant Girl. way of how people write their code yeah like, yeah you've got to adjust to that it's hard exactly that was that was tricky um and and also getting rid of like bad habits that mm. that was one thing i think I, I was quite happy with uh with yeah with my current role now that we we do have really i think really good habits like testing as well that's something that i was like test. completely new to and i was like oh dear lord how is this going to go <laughs> and it's like cypress testing and then it's failing and you're like i don't understand like how am i meant to read this yeah. it was it was just like learning from scratch again it's like learning how to read errors mm -hmm. so i had to relearn that for cypress that was that was interesting uh but with that one i um i was very stubborn and i was like i'm not doing a tutorial i'm just gonna let's just let's just see what happens and then if 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 it's really not working i'll call somebody and beg for help mm. uh thankfully people were, were up for it and they were you know able to pair again shout out to sam robbins oh. mr robbins wow <laughs> what, wow what a difference a mentor makes or like not even a mentor but someone who's willing to take the time out yeah so, exactly yeah. and yes. and like something that we've had discussions about is as a junior engineer like you need the extra support mm. like to yes. be able to ramp up spoiler for tech t so, mm -hmm. oh you're yes. right <laughs> sure let's not 
let's talk about that too much. Great for part two. We're going to do all. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. Yes, we'll be spilling all the tea on that because you know me. And in the back end, so as you both know, I'm still like kind of getting familiar with Django. I say it's like still, it's just been like since June, you know. Hey, I'm nearly two years in. I'm still getting familiar with Django. I don't think it's something you ever like understand fully, or I'm not there yet. Oh, is it hard? You you get it though. Oh, yeah, easy. <laughs> I did a 24-hour tutorial, mate, on Django. Come to me next time. No, it's so hard. I think as well, it's not just that it's Django. It's like all the other frameworks that are plugged in, like Django REST framework. Yes, and they yes. all have like slight, yeah, it's a lot. It's There's a lot. a lot. So with that one, I, you know, when I started looking into it, into uh, backend and I and I joined my new team and we we're all working on integrations, people were like, oh, you, you know, check out Django uh, REST framework and Django and check out the tutorial that they have on their documentation because it's really good. Mm-hmm. And I was so stubborn. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I did the same thing. I was like, like I don't what? need to start from zero because it's, it, it's, it's ego. Yeah, it's ego. ego. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> genuinely, the, like, honest, oh. Oh, yeah. It, just, it actually Just is. skip that step. Yeah, I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so stubborn. And I, yeah, I remember I was talking about this and I was like, I should not have done that. Um, and the, the thing that stopped me from it as well was because I was like, no, like I can't come into work and then, you know, I'm just doing a tutorial. Like I'm being yeah. paid to do something. I don't like, want to spend my work hours on a tutorial and really like, of course you should. Yeah, exactly. of course you should. Yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, which is so silly because I, because I did say this in my interview that I did want support and I, and I did ask them like, oh, you know, what is it with like learning and stuff? Like, are you going to give room for that? Like literally I talked about this and I was excited by it, but still I was like, I don't want to take it. Um, but anyway, after asking like a million questions, um, a week of like pairing with our tech lead uh, I was like uh, I should I think yeah it's time. <laughs> I did it and all my answers were all my questions were answered and I was like oh okay yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 go back to those tutorials I think as well it's like it's a good thing to sometimes I ask a question to my tech lead and he's like have you read the docs on it Child. And I was like, oh, I really should have yeah, before I came to the question. time. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's like you just need to take the time to read a few docs. Yeah. And it's just because that's what the docs are for. That's <laughs> like, that like, like, let's deep it right now. That's what the docs are for. But here I am. Just sometimes it is nice to have a person to go through it with. Yes. And so I think there's a fine balance of like um going through it, but like wanting to go through it with someone but also reading the docs yes. like sometimes i'm trying to find some stuff in cyprus and the docs i'm sorry uh, no. if you're someone that does the docs to cyprus okay no. let's talk <laughs> because honestly sometimes just some things you are not doing what you need to do <laughs> <laughs> listen i don't think you have you're in a position to talk about bad docs because i think Makayla is the one that has suffered through some hours and hours of like trying to understand multiple different yeah. integration sources I, I don't belittle my experience <laughs> no i'm sure no you're i have suffered valid. you've suffered you've <laughs> suffered but well the thing is i've been on both sides i have looked at it i've looked at cypher's docs but i have to tell you <laughs> the other dogs i have seen since joining my new team have been so like they're they are like just maybe just want to make you cry you know you look yeah. at it and you're like this cannot be real like you look at it you just how how is this like not making sense and like why are you not giving me like the data i'm going to be expecting you know 
Oh wait, are you talking about internal? No, 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 no. external. External. Ones. So plugging into external APIs. Oh my goodness! Yes. Okay, God, smell the tea. <laughs> Is this tech tea or what? <laughs> I mean, this, I guess this could be an addition. <laughs> um, there are some um, APIs out there that have that ha they have been documented, but they have not been documented well enough. Yeah. So you look at it, you you read it, and they're like, yeah, yeah, you can totally get this data, and then they're like, but they won't tell you how you get the data. So you get this like half half written oops uh half written kind of um docs mm. which are very interesting and then you're having to spend time like just posting and getting just, data and guessing oh it's gonna you're come back. joking yeah. yep yep so you just sit there you're just like pressing enter like a million times just be like is the data here <laughs> like oh <laughs> just wow <laughs> and you these are big it. big you organizations yeah, <laughs> like, these are, yeah. wow these are i'm actually surprised so is this mostly for backend that you're talking about at least yes your experience that you're speaking yes. about now yes and so what would you say the biggest difference has been especially like going from a mainly front-end role to now incorporating backend how has that transition been like for you yeah so uh i think i talked to jesse about this once yeah we were chatting about this and i said it's, it's so silly to say this and it's so silly to say this on air as well but I did not know I did not know how much actually you needed to be uh prepared in um in like how to read documentation and how mm -hmm. to take your notes mm -hmm. I don't know if people are aware of this like I've no, not it's a whole skill it's a separate skill to coding it's, it's def yeah it's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. something right because you, you need to be able to know how to do your research like so let's say, you know, project manager says, oh, actually, I know I'm looking into getting X data uh, from this, um, you know, this third party that we're integrating to. Um, going around trying to find where that is, like, where do you start? Mm -hmm. Like, I did not know where to start. Um, so I had to follow around um, another backend engineer to see how they did it. Yeah. And I had a lot of questions because I was like, oh, how do you know where to look in the docs? Like, because documentation is not a joke. It's massive. It's like hundreds and hundreds of pages. <laughs> right? So like, where's, the video, where's the audio version for it? Like, sometimes that's, that's what I want. No, it would, it would be hundreds of hours. Yeah. You're not listening to that. <laughs> so exactly, exactly. Yeah. So how, how do you search for it? Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes so if, you, if you're lucky and you get to the right page, you just do command F and find the word. Yeah, that you want, right? exactly. Yeah. But also what are they calling that data? Oh, that's a good point. That's it's such just, a good point to make. It's quite it's quite tough, but I, I got used to it. I got used to understanding like how how people like divide up their documentation, how um yeah. It but it the thing is you will learn for for X uh company, but then for Y it's like completely yes. different. So it's it is very tricky. So you kind of need to be quick and like adapting on and, and understanding how they doc how they do their documentation mm -hmm. and then look for yes. what you need. Um, so yeah, that that definitely was like a challenge for me in backend, uh, looking at documentation, but also documenting what you have found and making it easier for the next developer to come in, set up, start Googling what they need, right? Yeah, I was going through documentation with my former tech lead. Oh yeah? And um, he called me out because I would like skip the first <laughs> <laughs> go straight onto something I was like Amber like go to that first paragraph that's gonna be that's like your starting point and I was like you know when you're just always you're already just trying to get to the yes. point yeah like, and you're trying to make these shortcuts that yeah end up being the longer way to do it Mr Morris thank you for your patience because <laughs> he really taught me like sometimes like I'd feel so stressed like I just want to get this done quickly I don't want to spend a lot of time like reading over this doc like it's gonna yes. be a waste of my time especially like my reading capacity but like sometimes you just 
do have to slow down. Yeah, and, and it's book. pressure you're putting on yourself. Yeah, right? it's exactly. imagine pressure. Nobody's telling you yeah. you need to do it quickly, but you're feeling like yeah. you're doing it slowly. Exactly. And it's just that fear of like, I don't want to be the slow one. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm very slow. No, she's not slow. She's not slow at all. She's a, she's a 10X coder, but that's a whole other conversation. Wow. That's for another episode. Um, but like, you like just you just don't want to hold things like you know it's that like you're pressure you're pressurizing yourself to yeah. deliver and get things straight away but it's just like the message is it's no one gets things straight away like mm. mine's Jesse but like <laughs> but honestly like some things just take time and just to maybe and this is advice to myself as well um but when you're listening back to this mm-hmm. just remember to take things slow and like read that first paragraph yes. and go from there because it's so important do that tutorial read that first do that tutorial yeah. <laughs> I like that. I yeah. Like that. Yeah. I think we, we've come out with two good advice. <laughs> yeah. Tutorial. Read that first paragraph and yeah. then documentation. Yeah. Always, always. I want to go back a little bit further than where we started and talk about your first role in as a software engineer. Mm. Oh, actually, even further back than that. Why did you want to be a software engineer? Oh my God. Right. Um <laughs> yeah, so it's so really weird because I didn't really have a lot of time to like think about it. I I was just mm. like, yeah, sure, I'll try it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it all kind of started with, uh, so I finished, I had just finished my master's in 2019, December. It's like right before poop hit the fan. Yeah. Mm. So that was like. And that was in? That was in December. 20- no, but what was the MSc? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, not even an MSc, MA. MA. So, yeah. yeah, you were art background. Yeah, Art background, yeah. So um, that was in creative producing. So that had to do everything with like, um, I guess, managing theater projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they're not even just like fully theater projects. They can be like um, community projects and so on. <clears throat> and as a producer, you would, you would I guess overlook um the ins and outs of the project the admin side of it from you know applying to uh funding to carrying it out uh with with other team members so mm-hmm. obviously you would need to find those team members or let her know you probably chatted to um, a writer and wants to put this play on or this project on um so yeah very very different right um yeah and then I had a couple of projects uh, which were really, really exciting, but one by one, they kind of just fell through as the pandemic started happening. Mm. Um, So I was just sitting at home, just applying to any old job where I can possibly take those skills. And I, um, while I was doing that, my housemate was just working. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Cause like, how, how are you still working? And also what do you actually do? Um, Yeah. So I, you know, we, we talked, I asked her about it. She told me, you know, she's, she's a software engineer and, and, you know, she just spends her day coding and X, Y, Z. And I was like, wow, that sounds, that sounds really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, seems like you're doing okay. So, you know, maybe I should look into it. And it turns out that she had actually switched careers as well. So mm-hmm. she had switched her careers like three, four years ago, I think at that time. Um, so she was a civil engineer and then she, she went to software. Um, so yeah, she was like, oh, you know, there are resources out there <laughs> to cool. get into tech. Yeah, so nice. she pointed me to the right direction. I tried it out, um, tried it out by myself as well at home. And then, yeah, I, I started to do the boot camps. Um, and I remember she kept on asking me, she was like, oh, are you actually enjoying the boot camp? Are you enjoying like doing this little project? Cause she was so worried. Like, cause some people do end up like not, not enjoying it. Cause it's like really different to the career that you did. Um, but it was, it was good. It was yeah. Really good. 
Wait, so the boot camp that you're talking about, is that the Sky Get Into Tech scheme? So actually, right before the Sky Get Into Tech, I had done Code First Girls, right? Yeah. Um, and then after Code First Girls, I did this like kind of ad hoc um, React boot camp. Yeah, that's how, because you joined the Sky Get Into Tech as a React pro. Remember, yeah. Makayla was like, the, the JavaScript. You. Yeah. JavaScript. Yeah. 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 And I was like, girl, help me with the JavaScript. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so then it was right after that I got um, I got into you know, Sky Get Into Tech. And then I think a little bit after the halfway point, I started applying for roles and I, I had landed my first role. So by the time I finished, I went straight to my uh, to my first role. Yeah. And then that was consultancy. So you were working on different projects with different clients. And how come you wanted to move on from that? Like, what was your motivation for? Because a lot of people make that mm. choice, right? They go consultancy or they go product company. Um, I'm just interested in like what you found the differences are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, actually that's, that's a really, really good conversation to have. Cause I, I wish I actually knew a bit more yeah. about what, what is the difference between working with consultancy, working in product? Like if I had known, maybe I'm not actually sure if I would change, but I just would have been a bit more prepared yeah. to go into it. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't realize there would be a difference. I was like, oh yeah, a job yeah i could yeah. do it yeah cool. you want to take juniors amazing <laughs> love to hear that um yeah so i yes i did go into consultancy and that was um yeah that was slightly different so that with that you work with different clients so that mm. would be different client different um so sorry the different clients would have different tech stacks so that's a lot of switching mm. technologies um different products as well which is actually really cool if you are starting out and you don't really know much about the tech industry i thought i thought it was great because i i got to be like oh this is what's happening in the world cool i like it or like oh i actually don't like this side of the industry yeah so it was it was really cool for that um, and i also got to try out a few technologies so uh that was like mobile development which i thought was really really cool but it was also really really hard and i was like i don't want to do it again <laughs> you don't want to do it again no i um so I had done like React Native. Yeah. That was obviously cool because it's JavaScript. I'm happy, right? Yeah. But then I had done Kotlin, which is Java based. Ooh. And I was like, I cannot write a single line of code by myself. Like I always need the support. Mm. It was very, very tough. And this, the structure is very tough. And the IDE was another thing. What um, IDE was it for Kotlin? It's JetBrains, isn't it? JetBrains. But I love a bit of JetBrains. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. You need to see Android Studio and then you need to come talk to me. Okay. Okay. That also, also Mikaela's beefing with PyCharm. But yeah. You're beefing with PyCharm? Yes, yes. I also love PyCharm. Okay. I'm a VS Code fan. <laughs> I'm really sorry, PyCharm. Brains, please don't, don't come for me. Um, yeah. So, yes, I got to explore like different technologies, but I it made me realize like what I, what I did like, which was... Um, JavaScript and also mm -hmm. Python like I did want to explore a bit of Python I never actually got the chance when I was at the consultancy um so yeah I just I thought you know for me it, it, the consultancy like the different the changes um from one product to another like sometimes it could be every month sometimes it could be like four months it just depends on the project and sometimes you're at the discovery phase and that bit just has a lot of like I guess a lot of like unanswered questions and it can be really difficult to develop in that place because you don't really get clear instructions. Yeah. I found that really difficult. Um, so yeah, for me, I thought it was better that I actually focus on maybe one or two technologies. So that either like, yeah, Python and, yeah. Uh, and JavaScript with um, uh, React. Uh, so I was 
yeah i was i was looking to just like stay on like one product and that's why that's one of the reasons i moved mm. over to a product company this leads us nicely to the next episode where Makayla will be spilling some tea on what she's just spoken about but also will be sharing Makayla's career challenge and how she overcame it or is overcoming it thanks so much for listening for and listening. we'll see you next week don't forget to like comment subscribe available on all major podcast platforms okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary forward prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details